0: You know who would love watching himself in a movie? Oh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit.
1: Are you ready for some football? <laughs> Welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. <laughs> Uh, I'm Bo Schwartz, and I'm asking you, are you ready for some football? Also with me today is Mike. Mike, are you ready for some football?
2: I am now, after that awesome opening. Also joining us
1: is Crofton Steers! (laughs) Are you ready for some football? (laughs) Yes. Great!
0: Okay, I'm out of energy
2: now. Uh, (laughs) I'll take a bow. a lot of energy to be (laughs) Hank Williams Jr.
0: I I would say, though, that if somebody was listening to their You know, had their headphones in, was preparing for their walk to work, and they were modulating their volume. They're like, hey, I'm just going to turn this just the right amount. And then Bo comes on, (laughs) fully loud. They may be, uh, they may Well, you know, I'll help
1: wake them up for their day at work. I'm really
0: performing a public service. I think we should start all of our episodes this way. It's true. And don't worry, everybody. He has a spit guard on his mic.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's everywhere around the mic. So, you know, there's it's the wall, just got drippy drops on it. So, uh, what's the news, guys? We're doing another podcast on a Friday night. Go us.
0: Yeah. I actually had a big day at work. Um, and by big day, I mean uh, I participated in some office Olympics. I'm actually a double medalist.
2: Okay. What sort of Olympics did you do <laughs> The procrastination event? I,
0: actually, I got a gold medal in paper, paper airplanes, and uh, I got a bronze medal in ID Wait, card paper curling. Airplanes? Yes. We built a paper airplane and threw it across the room. What? So, those, so are those are your tax dollars how many came
1: up with that kind Not
0: of thing. Not my activity. tax dollars. Uh well we have yeah, we have a spirit and wellness committee okay. and they put that together. Sorry, it was
1: paper planes and <laughs> was, fraudulent ID manufacturing? No,
0: but that's what it sounds like. We had to slide our ID cards along a boardroom table and if they stopped in certain spots we got Holy a corresponding crap, what was amount the budget of budget on this
1: thing. You guys really went out of to town.
0: <laughs>
1: also though,
0: we did stair climbing, which not as fun as it sounds, and it does not sound fun.
2: Uh, Everyone in, like, their suits and ties and stuff walked up the stairs?
0: Dude, it's Friday.
2: So, so, so wait. We, well, I don't know. I don't wear a suit any we're, day. We're
0: wearing G-strings or jeans. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I walked up oh, 28 yeah. floors. I'm sure you went through the window by, that yeah.
1: after, by the time you got to 20. It's pretty rough.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure. Anyway, I'm a, all I want you to know is I'm participating in the Olympic spirit. I'm a double medalist. So... Uh, yeah, well, that's all I, I gotta add.
1: I feel hmm. well, well no done. differently about you. you. Alright, let's get on to a random topic. Mike, are you able to uh, pull the cord?
0: Let's get it started. <laughs> I'll charge you money for autograph, Like five bucks. Football!
2: Uh, no that's not the topic sorry it wasn't it's not football uh this is sort of an interesting one it's a censorship oh boy censorship big topic uh hey don't we get don't we get censored on facebook oh yeah sure we do well
1: in a weird way well, yeah it's
2: just, just, just podcast specifically they don't like our name well, if right? you want
1: me to explain it i mean when you we have a fan page uh, by the way if you go to our site gbbpodcast.com you can like us on facebook um Cheap. So our the, the Facebook fan page so so our our, the, our brand has like um you know the way that we've written it is a dollar sign and an asterisk and a pound and a uh an exclamation mark. Well, when you make a Facebook fan page, you're not allowed to use those characters in your name. So I elected to when I was making uh the fan page just write out bullshit the word. And which was fine. It's accepted. There's a Facebook page whatever. And um we we're always looking for ways to sort of, you know, inexpensively grow our um, audience, and one of the ways that we thought we'd go about doing that was on Facebook, um, because Facebook offers you pr- the opportunity to promote posts when you have fan pages and for relatively cheap, and the net result is they'll, they refuse to promote the show because it has the word bullshit in it. So
2: hmm. um, Censorship, sounds like.
1: In a way, it can be, in the sense that um, there's a means for users of Facebook to receive unsolicited messages, I suppose, and ours are not... Are excluded from the ability to participate in that because of uh, the assemblage of certain words into the word shit, which is kind of bullshit. <laughs> so <laughs> so is that, is essentially,
0: that... what you're saying is that we can't advertise on Facebook because we got bullshit in our name. They're censoring yeah. us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that's bullshit. (laughs) Agreed. uh, But but that's not my verdict necessarily on censorship. Now, censorship is is something that I often wonder about uh, in terms of my my own personal values because – disclaimer i have no children and i think censorship is one of those things at least that it feels like you know people are like think of the children let's block out swears let's block out violence let's block out nudity you know um and and i you know come out on the other side where i'm like oh why why block it? if they serve the the thing that you're doing why would you not include those things but i'm not trying to protect anyone i only really have myself to watch out for so i'm wondering if my values would change on this if i had children
2: probably i feel i feel like i i also don't have children but i feel like i can understand why you wouldn't want your children exposed to you um like well when i was a kid i wasn't allowed to watch uh, really violent movies, even though I always wanted to. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and my parents were... By the senior. television
0: or by your parents? Well, but well, it wasn't on
2: television. I mean, th- think about when most kids are watching... Um, t- like, I think there's some broad censorship on TV, but that they allow certain things late at night, right? And uh, because most kids are asleep. Uh, but, you know, Saturday morning, you're not likely to see UFC fight or something. Would they even censor that? In any case, um, and and I see how that makes sense. It's kind of like, oh, you have young children who are still developing, and maybe it's best just not to expose them to overt sexual content and uh, gratuitous violence. I, I think that kind of makes sense. Yeah,
1: well, I think parents throughout the world have, I guess, the inherent right. Like, I can't imagine any country where it isn't true that you know parents have control of the messages that their children receives and. I think probably when you're growing up and this is happening to you, you take it as a form of censorship. Although I I think the concept of censorship is probably much bigger because I agree that it would be a parent's prerogative to raise the children as they see fit. And if that means not exposing them to certain messages, whether or not I agree with it, I think that's sort of like, you know, the parent's prerogative in that case. They're they're choosing how to raise raise their child and maybe uh, certain messages will affect how they intend to raise them. So, but so, I mean, that doesn't mean it's parent, not control of messages, which may effectively but be censorship.
0: So you're talking about parental cens- censorship, because there's like there's parental censorship, which I think you know I'm kind of on board on. There's subtle societal censorship in the sense that, like, you know, I think it was Mike you just mentioned how a show will play. They have like rules on TV networks for shows that play before 10 p.m. and shows that play after 10 p.m. So before, you know, you might get more Full House. And after you might get Full more. Full
2: house, you're dating yourself. Buddy. You might get
0: more <laughs> NYPD blue. What is it? 1996. Uh, <laughs> I'm using extreme examples, okay? Okay. And uh, but yeah, no. So I, I find that, that that is okay um, to a certain extent. You know, that's it's not so much censorship as 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 it is placement uh, appealing to different audiences. But every once in a while. Uh, especially, I used to watch a lot of TV movies when I was a kid, like we didn't, you know you, it was expensive to buy movies now it seems cheap, you got Netflix, whatever you can watch movies all you want back when I was a kid you watched them on TV and the made for TV versions of movies often were heavily censored and and I take, one of the famous examples uh, is Die Hard um, Die Hard 2 specifically Die Harder um, which I saw, I had to seen you know the real version and i saw it on tv one time and when i saw it on tv it aired late like it literally finished at like 11 30 or something like that but all the swears were air, uh, cut out not the violence mind you not the violence at all at one point a guy gets his throat cut and they show it complete like <laughs> gratuitous and <laughs> gratuitous violence but all the swearing. And let's face it, uh, Bruce Willis's character, John McClane, swore his ass off in that movie. And his trademark line uh, is uh, when he kills the big bad guy, spoiler alert, is yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Um, and in Die Hard 2, they changed that to yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. And <laughs> just to be clear – there is no character called Mr. Falcon in the movie, and Bruce Willis's lips are not moving in that way. So you see him, like, lying in the snow, look up at the camera, light a cigarette in slow motion, and say, yippee Kay, Mr. Falcon. You know, like <laughs> – and and it just smooth. seems so prudish, so unnecessary, you know, like you're airing the film late. The film's called Die Hard. There's been brutal violence in it. Why do you need to do this?
2: Well, what's interesting about it is is the fact that somebody somewhere uh, or governments have decided broadly what is what is acceptable and what is not acceptable for uh, and and when you're talking about that, if it, you know, a movie airing on TV, you don't even know who might be watching it. But say say maybe a child will watch it. So somebody is deciding it is inappropriate for everyone to hear the word. Uh, motherfucker, so we're going to say Mr. Mr. Falcon, or whatever it happens to be. But somebody's making that decision. So the government's making, and I think this is the opposition, or some, if you're a libertarian person, it would annoy you on principle that the government is deciding sort of morality of something like swearing for everyone and you have no say in the matter it's just you can't hear those words on tv and it's like well what is that based on why do we have those censorship laws who is this who has decided that those things are morally wrong
1: i have a different take on that um because my point of view especially on television being what it i mean television's evolved into what we know it is today which is a wide variety of things but the idea of television is that it's this pipe into your home that brings in culture that would otherwise not be there. And I think that, um, I think for a lot of broadcasters, I I don't, if we talk about swearing, we talk about the kinds of moral values because I think shows from the 50s and 60s espoused a lot of different moralities per se, not just, it's not just about censorship, but it's about the type of messages coming into that pipe that, um, that the populace at large, probably would see these things as an affront uh, to their their morality. I'm talking about the moralities of the 50s and 60s of the common people. I mean, nowadays, I think a lot of people are more like us. We're open-minded. We don't get offended very easily. We want to explore and see things that challenge us. And, and that's, you know, I think that's still a very challenging thing for TV today because there's definitely, you know, censorship now. But... Um, I think in the case specifically of television it, you know if we're going to talk about that medium um, I think that I think that it's it's I think if they started doing things like just like oh no censorship let's do whatever we want they'd have a lot of people calling for those companies to be taken down or rights revoked or some sort of walled, you know, walls up around accessing that content because you're affecting everyone. A lot of these stations are in millions of homes.
0: Yeah, and and that happens now. And, like, I think the famous example, because live events are always the most contentious. First of all, live events draw tons of eyeballs, generally. If they're a big event, uh, you're getting people from all walks of life, not necessarily people of a certain audience or certain demographic. Uh, And the Super Bowl from, like... Ten whatever years ago, with Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson, where he like they're choreographed, and he pulls off her top or whatever, and oh, you see, you see her nipple, and then the world you exploded. Didn't even. She had a oh. pasty on. I mean, you must have seen some. The no, world she exploded, had, She had Hodgins. one of those stickers.
2: She had like one of those sticker things over her nipple. Really? Well, anyway, All right, let it, me, it, it, I'll research this while you. <laughs> So Bo's about to research this. This brings up an interesting counterpoint to the censorship thing. The fact that any child could go on the internet and type in super violent porn and get <laughs> 10,000 websites offering free not, horrendous stuff.
0: Not all – not everybody has the same childhood desires as you do Hodges <laughs> but <laughs> did, uh, Crofton, did, did, did but we're all out of that stuff uh, but the thing the thing is uh, about that is is I think when we talked about parental center censorship I think that's where that is there's a certain responsibility. There are web filters. The web's still a bit the wild west, but it's getting a little better. Uh, But it's, it's difficult. It's difficult for parents. Um, But, but whereas television still has this traditional old network model. And I think you see a lot of censorship uh, uh, there, but the example that Bo gave off the top about us and Facebook, um, that's an example of Facebook's a site where you could have tons of people from tons of demographics. And parents might let their kids use Facebook, but they don't want any potty words come coming out. And that brings me to my biggest beef with censorship uh, is the uh, inequal- inequality in what is being censored. So you've got violence treated one way. Uh, sexual or adult relations, nudity treated another way, and then you've got you've got swear words and that sort of thing. Coarse language treated a third way. I just find that that like it's okay for people, uh, as I mentioned with the diehard example, it's okay for people to watch crazy violent things, but oh, far be it if somebody says damn or shit or a nipple. Well, I th-
2: yeah, I think that's a pretty good point. There's so much. So much violence on mainstream TV. I mean, people getting killed. Like, if you watch even Law & Order, which is a pretty tame show. Pretty much somebody is dead or murdered. Every, there's always murder. It's such a prominent uh, feature, one of the worst things in our society. And that's like, okay, well, that's okay. I mean, you have prominent TV shows about serial killers. I'm thinking Dexter, um, Breaking Bad being another example. Uh, though, is that network TV, Breaking Bad? Or is that like... Is that like no, HBO style? No, it's it's on AMC. Although
0: it's a cable channel in the states. Right,
2: those are interesting in that yeah. they get around it by being the, you know pay per subscription HBO and um, what was that mafia show? Tons of swearing. So, so as, as long cool. as as long as it's not free or pub, a public broadcaster, I use that term, public broadcaster. I think loosely. You can do whatever you want if someone chooses to pay for it. But if it's out over the airwaves now, shit, you can't say shit ever. No, I, I mean, I agree with you. It's not, it's not equal weighting. But again, it comes back to my question of how, how are these decisions arrived at? Is, is there some book, someplace that is like, you know, they have these famous, uh, who is it? Um, what's the guy's name? You know, seven words you can't say on TV. Stand up, George Carlin. Carlin, right. So he's got this famous bit about the seven words you can't say on TV. So somebody at some point decided that all these (laughs) words were. You know, or there's some lobby for it or something, Mothers Against Swearing or something. Well,
0: they definitely have for every entertainment medium, like there's a commission. uh, uh, That was the one that that made a a ton of noise during the Super Bowl. There's one for television, network television uh, uh, content. Like I remember, uh, what's his face, the guy, Dennis Franz, who played uh, the fat detective, what's his – NYPD Blue. On, yeah, on NYPD Blue, like his, his naked ass was on past 10 o'clock and everyone freaked out. At that point, lots of people were watching network TV. Now you you have a choice of where you can go. Like Mike said, you can watch on cable, you can watch. Same when I play a video game, that video game gets a rating. If you watch a TV show up in the top corner, it's going to say, is it TV 14? It's going to be a bit like, like it is for movies and that. And because of... All, all those things are established via commissions, established commissions, established rating boards, um, and, and that sort of thing. So that's where those things generally come from.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So I have an update just on the Janet Jackson thing so I was doing a bit of research. And um, she wasn't wearing a pasty. It looks like – to tassel. It's a, well, it's like a round thing that you would put on the nipple. Like like a ring that actually fits on the nipple. Anyways, if you just search in Janet Jackson nipple, you will find thousands of photos. So um, I kind of got lost in all the pictures for a little while because uh, some of them are different. But I think the consensus is that it's some sort of thing. So you do, in fact, see your breast.
0: He, he managed to do that so quickly because it's actually in his favorites, Janet Jackson nipples. <laughs> it's
1: a great <laughs> boob. I he mean, he no, just goes up there. There's wrong with that. Um, you know, and I think that I think that's a uniquely you know it's a cultural thing because I think the idea of a breast on TV I don't know if I'm not an expert but I don't know that you get the same kind of reaction in like Europe for example as opposed to uh, oddly enough a more puritanical television nation like United States or Canada. But...
0: But I think with the the problem with that again was that, or the the concern was was that the people watching grown men smash into each other at a hundred kilometers an hour and cause massive physical pain for four hours uh, included lots of children or people that might not have been otherwise prepared to sign up to see a woman's nipple. Um, so so they they freaked out you know it's a yeah. live event th- and now uh, things are aired on delay in the states so
1: yeah i think that uh you know wardrobe malfunctions like can happen to anyone like i think if you leave your house you can expect maybe at some point to have some you know some, somebody someone falls who knows like That's, you can't oh. you know you can't go around whining this is all just a bunch of media like, talk about censorship i think it's overblown and i think there's a whole industry um, built up around overhyping very, uh, is banal the word? Like uh, wardrobe malfunction. Like a shirt slipped, you saw a breast. I mean, yeah, but people bend wasn't... over and split their asses. It's that, because
2: that, that particular one, though, wasn't... Like, the wardrobe malfunction was the gimmick. It was not a wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> he, like, took off this, like, removable panel. Okay. And they so purposely she, tried to do it. Was, it was like a stunt, a gimmick thing. It was a performer malfunction.
1: She pulled a stunt. These no, things it can was happen, you know,
2: completely it's... planned. I, I remember seeing it live and being like, oh, okay. oh, yeah, just, just like, takes this thing off her boob. But it, not, it, like...
1: Obviously, yeah. It wasn't... But, sorry, it was planned by the
0: performers, but not yes. by
1: the station. Like, they were probably very upset about it, or who knows what the oh, real this is, this is... Right?
0: is one of the controversial things, and I don't want to get bogged down on this example, but it is important because it is one of the quintessential censorship examples, is that Janet Jackson's career plummeted after this, and like, the network and all that blamed her in particular, and Justin Timberlake's career shot through the roof. So looking at feminism and and the double standards on censorship, Mm -hmm. this is another one of those cases that's pretty dodgy. But I think that censorship, and and, and what this stems from, all censorship, is stems from values and in the enforcement of values and a common pool of values, a common value system. And if you divert from what is violence, okay, extreme violence, maybe a little dodgy, you know, nudity, bad swears, bad, you know, like these are, this is a value system that is being Reinforced through censorship so in a way it's a form of group conditioning of groupthink and and that's what bothers me about censorship social
1: engineering i mean that's what we're talking about television censorship so much bigger than
2: television right but what what else strikes me is really interesting about it like is that it's out of touch with reality if i think of my day to day i don't see any violence like if i go to if i go to work i'm at work i don't see any violence um i don't see any nudity or or overt sexual overtones of anything you know on the street or whatever in my dealings with human beings but i hear swearing all the time (laughs) you know what i mean and when i was a kid it was the same thing like i would be like you know, I was never exposed to violence and uh, sexual content, not at all. in In reality, but yet my dad would be, you know, trying to fix something in the house, and he'd be like, "God damn, motherfucker!" or yelling and swearing. And I would hear that all the time, or like the neighbors or your friends swear. Like it was, it's, it's, it's like more a,
1: relatable, is what you're saying. Well, it's
2: like it's the opposite yeah. of reality. So I feel like you watch TV, you never hear any swearing. It's for sure censored to all of these main things, but you always see violence of some type, and you often see uh sexual overtones so it's just it's strange so as you say crofton it's it's these common values and it comes back to my question again of like who's deciding these common values i mean they don't seem ones they don't seem like ones that are reflected in reality because i see every i know every, so many people who swear uh, casually or it's or all the time and it's not really a big deal yeah. because other things are like minorities, but yet they're prominent in, in entertainment.
0: As, as I sort of said earlier, they're set by commissions and boards and stuff for each of these entertainment meetings. Right, and but like, who's and those on those commissions? Where does it come from? Well, well, they're they're coming from uh, lobbying groups and voter groups. And again, like we we knock stuff like the far right in the in the south and of the United States and say, hey, you know what? that doesn't really affect me, but it, it does even as far away as we are in the, in that they help set, they set the values and ethics agenda and uh, that values and ethics agenda affects all entertain all entertainment media and, and leads to the, I, I'm not opposed to the parental having, having tools like um website filters, having, having tools like te- even now they have TV filters. You can block out shows rated a certain way. That's fine because that's, giving a tool to a parent to determine what their child can and cannot see. Where I, where I have qualms is when um, society and anonymous people, uh, as Mike has pointed out, um, uh, people that really have more power than, than, than they even know, uh, are, are dictating sort of the social agenda for more than just the United States, but countries around the world that consume their entertainment products.
2: So what are the b- benefits of censorship? So there's presumably there's some.
1: Well, I think I think the question to ask is why would you engage it in the first place? And I think the answer to that is control. So if and this is what always got me and and this may show my naivete a little bit, but you know, I was raised the messaging I was told when I was raised by teachers and television and all that kind of stuff is we live in a free country. America, Canada—we're free countries, free thinking. Um, so, to me, if we're free to communicate and share ideas freely in order to arrive at um, conclusions or just just to explore, then why would we have any need whatsoever to control any messaging? But the, the censorship is principally controlled. Whether we talked a lot about television, I find for me personally, to me, that's the easiest aspect of censorship to discuss is you know censorship on television but when we actually talk about the way news stories for example censorship is in the form of fox news in the states uh the way that they do news reporting the bias slant that they that they um well i don't know if that's that they present news is a form of censorship because if likely if a writer reporter journalist has something conflicting the editor is going to throw it away because it Uh, It takes away from the control of the message they're trying to deliver. So censorship to me isn't just about a blockage of no, none of this, but some of this. But censorship is about controlling and shaping the message, as Crofton pointed out, controlling and shaping the message for the purpose of control, for social engineering, for public perception, to, to get an end result rather than be pure about the information or pure about the idea you're trying to share and just let it all out there. But these are businesses. These are, have government interests associated with them, um, and censorship serves to control. And I think the people who control it would probably give you a better answer than any of us ever could about why would you engage in censorship, if they even believe that they – if you can even believe that they might even call it that.
2: Well, because I, I mean I just feel like as a as a kid, I feel like I remember swearing a lot. Uh, like it's, it's – you know, it didn't – I, I don't, I don't know. Like, is it effective? You know, like not is not hearing swearing on TV going to make a kid not swear. I think most of us would say no, uh, that's not the case. So it, it, so, it, you know, my question again is the, it's just it's is it a is it a perception that they want to uh, from an outsider to come in and be like, oh, this culture is one which is morally sound. Um, but it just it, it just it seems pointless to be like, oh, we won't allow these Swear words on TV, and, and anyone who spent any time in reality knows that it's, we don't live in a world where people don't swear. It's not even that big a deal. I,
1: I think probably this falls under the category if you're talking about swearing on television, of laws that were enacted a long time ago that nobody's in a real hurry or find it really important to change well, or perhaps it's well, sort of could, a big Well, I could see, obstacle. I could see that it just being a vestige. Like most of the television shows I watch, full of swearing.
0: I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's the case. I think that there's still extremely I think it would be politically dangerous to touch this sort of stuff. Yes, I think that's what I'm
1: saying. There's no one's no, no incentive to fix it.
0: But no, I think but I definitely there's an interest in keeping it the way that it is. It's not just like oh, it's from a bygone time. Just because now we download our shows on iTunes and decide to watch them, it's ex- more explicit content doesn't mean that censorship uh, is is not there. And and Beau was right to point out that it's it's in exists in society in insidious forms that you might not necessarily always be aware of. And I think when you look at science fiction, like like you read a book like 1984. And you think about you think about censorship in that dystopian society and you say to yourself, wow, that's crazy. Um, Can you believe how oppressed these people are and they don't even know it? You know, but but really um, the only difference between censorship in situations like that or in in, in countries like Russia right now and, and us is that the vast majority are comfortable with the level of censorship or the items being censored like. They're there. And, and I find that's like just because they're buying into sort of the the perception uh, being manufactured through this censorship uh, and Mike sort of saying, you know, like, hey, I swore a lot as a kid. Um, why are they hiding these swears from me? And that I feel like he's almost seeing through the matrix there. He's like, why is this where whereas people at a certain point have just come to terms with these facts. And just well, being like, this it's, is censorship. That's what and it's if like. If anything,
2: here. if anything, it almost I feel like when I remember swearing as a kid, it was grade three. I recall, and I swore like a sailor for some reason. I don't even know why, but I really because it's fun. Off. That's why you swear. I, I guess, but <laughs> but that's the thing. Why is it fun? Because as a kid, it's forbidden, right? You know, you don't see it on TV. It's as dangerous. Same with same with all with all this stuff. That the, the more you hide something, especially from kids, the more they're going to be interested about it want to engage in it so i feel like it's almost gonna have the you're making this thing be this secret mysterious hidden thing that's gonna draw people to want to to seek it out which probably explains the I internet think that, i think
1: that's part of it but i, I think i'd also add that um, it's a dramatic device so you could say i'm tired or you can say I'm fucking tired I had a long day at work I had office Olympics and man it was fucking crazy like you just add in those syllables for flavor and the recipient of your message knows that you're being dramatic knows that you're trying to be funny like there, it's it's a tool for articulation whether or not it's profane and disturbs your senses or your, your morality It that's why people like using it even when it's not I'm an adult it's not forbidden and swearing is a lot of fun I still find it fun
0: to answer Mike's question from earlier about what are some of the merits of censorship, and I think you guys probably get a sense of where I'm going on censorship. Uh, I, I'd say I'd say one of the merits, aside from protecting your children, are like there are just some people like we are. Of the same demographic, of the similar interests, um, you know, of the same tolerance of absurdity and of vulgarity, generally. Uh, Mike may be a little less tolerant, Bo way too tolerant, but more more, more or less in the same lines of tolerance of, of vulgarity, um and but my mom for instance uh when she's when she wants to you know she's going through netflix and she's watching a show or she's going going uh to the movies or she's look she doesn't want violence she doesn't want swears and all that sort of thing um so she's going to be looking for pro, uh, you know uh entertainment that doesn't have these things now that doesn't have anything to do with censorships that's her selecting those things uh but if uh, so that's what, that's, you know, I could see the merit of censorship is making some things that might have a little bit of something more accessible for a genteel person like my mother. That's a, yeah. that's an and, advantage. Yeah.
1: That, that's um and that, that's something, you know, worth considering for sure, is that, you know, in, a, in an age of increased choice, I, I think the conversation with censorship is bigger than just swearing. Like, well, I feel like the real debate right now is the messages that that are shaping our minds is as, as being more important like the that's but
2: that's a, that's different i think than censorship i think that you know that's more propaganda if you're talking about image uh, messaging with specific I ideal I, ideology behind them or things like yeah. that. I think and I then when
1: certain messages are not getting through, it becomes a form of right.
2: Censorship. but I think censorship tends to be pretty n- narrow sometimes like this okay, this not okay, simple as that. but you, you know occasionally you hear these things about internet censorship or things like that, and then there's always a huge, yeah, SOPA. Uh, That's SOPA's a big. Well, it's it's also the fact that you know uh, you can't. I don't know that you can censor the internet. I know when those things come up, people are very wary to see governments get involved in censoring the internet because it's considered this bastion of freedom, which is to say, porn and violence or whatever. <laughs> but but it's just that it, it's this, and I feel like it's the it's the elephant in the room with content now uh, because. You was like, oh, we we maintain these censorship laws on TV, and it's like I would say to these people, have you seen the internet? <laughs> like, it's just well, that's the internet's the like
1: the big battleground right now because internet it's just... is supposed to be free, but there are people wrestling control of it as we speak. But yeah, yeah, um, like they are, and it's not just government; it's corporations too. I mean, imagine if all. One of the big things threatening the major broadcasters right now are the online distribution of video. So Netflix, iTunes, Hulu, things like that. So these, these companies, these cable companies in the States, Comcast here, like our Bell, Cannon, and our Rogers, they're losing market share. They're losing revenue. They're losing long-term viability. Um, and so what they're what they are trying to do the battleground is in the internet just recently i heard a news article today where comcast is throttling netflix traffic so if you're a comcast subscriber in the states your netflix traffic is being throttled why comcast is offering its own online video service which undermines the principle the fundamental principles behind what the internet means to a lot of us it's happening And that to me falls under the guise of censorship. When you say this type of data, traffic, information, whatever it happens to be, um, I'm gonna limit or restrict your access to it, that's censorship and it's about control in this case it's about profitability but whoever's also the person that's the most heard like out of the three of us whoever gets the most talk time has the most chance to influence the purpose list, people listening if we were assholes not trying to entertain
2: people but trying to get people to be on board and with And that like that argument's an interesting one like and I see I can see your point in it but I would also say what does anyone have to gain you know, in that in that case, you're talking about a company that has something specific to gain profit, market share. What does anyone have to gain with a blanket? You cannot say shit on on TV. There's not like some big anti swear corporation that is raking in billions of dollars because of the lack of swearing yeah. on TV. I think that's just antiquated thought. There's still no, a but lot I mean, I, I think that those are are kind of power kinda different. I, I just think that they're kind of different. Censorship tends to be this narrow thing of like. Mm-hmm. You have five things that are wrong and you can't say them versus uh, manipulations of marketing, market and messaging, which I I agree is a a, a dangerous thing. Well,
1: I mean, I think it technically does fall under the censorship, like the the term definition of censorship to selectively let me have certain pieces of information. Right. Maybe it's
2: not worth getting into that broader debate. Maybe we should get into verdicts about censorship. Okay.
1: All right, so I'm just gonna get into verdicts now, and I don't mean to be a, a little crusty about it, but I do find we focused a lot on the television issue, which for me, the censorship issue really boils down to the type of data and messaging that you're receiving. Um, I think that the principles under which you know, I was raised, um, which may have been incorrect, but from the teachers, the system espoused a message to me, gave me the impression of this is a free country, this is a country where I can pursue the things I'd like, share the ideas that I'd like, and, you know, but there's the idea that there are people trying to control the types of messages I'm received, which includes um, literal things like, don't rush me, Mike, I'm giving my verdict. So the, the literal messages I receive. Um, so, you know, in the case of swearing or the case of the kind of cultural touchstones that are you know shared with me through popular media, and also in the in, in the types of information that I can have access to, fundamentally undermine that thing. So um, sensor, if if censorship is for control, I still don't have I haven't heard a single good use for that kind of thing. I think, uh, you know, the Nazis really liked censoring things that they didn't like to hear. I think a lot of evil regimes that we don't particularly care for employed censorship to maximum effect. And I think it's dancing with the devil. I think it's something that actively needs to be mitigated and worked against. Uh, Censorship is
2: horrific. That's my
0: verdict. Is Is that bad? Yeah, it's horrific, bad. Bad? But well, the show it's, is good, bad, or bullshit. We gotta specify yeah. what it. Well,
1: you know, yeah, if, yeah. It's horrific. It's bad. It's terrible. It's uh, it's calias, It's mozit, Whatever. It's fucking dumb. Or you could just
2: say it's bad.
1: Right. yeah well you know i don't want to be censored man you're trying to censor me with your hurry up with your bullshit ideas i saw you make your little hand there uh, fun. <laughs> you were on a <laughs> roll there <laughs> yeah. all right i'm well we've talked a lot about television i wanted to talk about some it wasn't stuff, just but, television you know, we were piece. talking
0: about entertainment products uh books tv movies that's that's uh, how we consume a lot of this censorship and um and uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to just intro my verdict with another censored line that I googled while we were doing this. This is from uh, Snakes on a Plane with Samuel L. Jackson. The original line is, I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. That was delivered by Samuel L. Jackson. Words for the ages. Words for the ages. Uh, the edited and censored version is I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> <laughs> now that is more poetic i guess so you almost wish it was in the the movie um but uh but yeah no i just find that that uh for all the reasons that i've mentioned bo made some some good ones as well uh i just find that censorship and and bo loves using the term social engineering and i'm going to agree with him here i really feel that it is and i agree with what mike was saying where it's unclear who is doing these social engineering here in the lobbying groups that are at work and the commission's that are at work and uh, and I and I find that really the only difference between um, some of the dystopic science fiction that we've consumed with regards to censorship and where we are now is that just you know, we've grown up with it. We're okay with it. Oh yeah, you know, I'm used to this stuff. And I think as technology advances, Mike mentioned the internet many times, and I think that it it the Wild West of the internet, the the new the new ways of consuming things is leading. Uh, it it is making it more difficult to censor things. I think that censorship will be revi- revisited in the West and it will become less and less of a prominent part of our lives i hope that sooner rather than later because honestly censorship is bad
2: all right mike football
1: i mean censorship
2: i, I just want to talk about that i just think my main beef is that i just don't think it's effective especially like i keep go back to the swearing thing, because i just feel like in what way does this work? And also, I feel like it teaches these na- teaches and I use that term like n- narrow views of morality. to me, to me, there's no such thing there is no word that is offensive, and I didn't learn this through through t v. this is it, there's no word that's that's offensive. There's only intent which is offensive. So if you say something aiming to harm someone and the intent is there, it will be offensive. doesn't have to be a swear word. But, I mean, I remember once I went on this ski trip and we met this kind of local bum guy who was hanging around with us for about an hour. The only reason I picked this up, he started every sentence with the word fucking. And it was pretty It was pretty interesting in that it totally, it became like nothing. It wasn't offensive. He would just literally be like, fucking, uh, you're going to go up to the store over there? And be like, oh, yeah, we'll go to the store. Fucking, uh, you, can get, uh, you can get things cheap there. And I'm like, oh, really? Fucking, Yeah. Like literally every, so every sentence and it just became like – tor- yeah. it wasn't – it's nothing, right? You know, it's something yeah. – we, we, so we, we teach the word like, okay, the F word is bad. It's bad based on the context of, of how you say it, the intent implied. And censorship just doesn't work in teaching that. Like it, if you have ill will towards people, they'll know it. And if you're in, innocuous, it's nothing. Um, well, I just think it's not – Also, the influence
1: was you're raised around too, right? Like your dad, you were saying. Uh, yeah, like maybe yeah, you never I mean, saw it on TV,
2: but you heard it from your dad. So you know, right? I've yeah, I heard it. Um, mm-hmm. I do. Th- I'm going to go ahead and say censorship is bullshit, mm-hmm. and it, and mostly because I just think it's not effective. At the same time, um, I'm probably happy that there's not like. Rape porn on TV at eight o'clock in the evening. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I mean? I feel yeah. like there are some limits that I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with you having to search for that if you really want it. Well, I'm not even really okay. with I that
0: I actually. hate having to wait till ten for my rape porn on TV. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, we're making light of something that's pretty that's pretty hideous and pretty probably easy to find on the internet. Um, and I just feel like so there's 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 some limits. I think most people could agree. I don't really want to see that on TV, on the radio, whatever. Your Google image of the day is something, like, ridiculously <laughs> offensive. So I'm okay with, like, you know, some low-level censorship. I just think that some of the stupid censorship, like swearing, is just ineffective. It doesn't convey reality, nor does it teach morals. So, yeah, it's just a big pile of bullshit. Yeah.
1: All right, so... Uh Two bullshits and a... No, two no, bads. One, but two bads and a bullshit. There Sorry, I had that backwards. All right, so, um, wow, that was, uh, it was a tough topic. I think, uh, I feel like I, I just want to keep going on censorship. It's one of my more reviled things in the world, for sure. But it's always tough to imagine a world without anyone trying to control any message, too.
2: Well, right? we, well, don't worry, Bo. We can bring up a topic of propaganda, because I think it relates... A lot to what you were talking about in a, in a in a broader sense, and would be a very interesting thing to talk
0: about. I do I do think that this topic was super easy. When I heard it, I was like, "Oh, no problem." And there's was, there's was nothing that that you guys said that convinced me to change where I was going on this topic. A- and I felt that it's it when we were all trying to think about what was good, and Mike did probably the best job out of anyone in his verdict, wrapping it up saying like. Uh, you know, I don't want to see these gratuitous images at, uh, uh, with, without my, you know, without consent. And, and that's, that's a good point. And I think at a certain point that's censorship, but I think at a certain point that's just, you know, managing of target audiences and that, that sort of thing, <laughs> it'd be right? pretty
2: funny if there was just no censorship and companies just, <laughs> it'd be like, it's the Hershey Chocolate Bar porno hour! <laughs> well, that's, the hey, that's that's the, porno hour. That's we the, the irrational
1: chocolate. fear about no censorship, but the truth is they still want to, the Hershey Chocolate Company has to wake up in the morning and live with itself. People are not going to like them more. Or because they have porn, like, like pe- people still do have decency and morals, like you. You don't need, you know what I mean. Like they're not just gonna all have porn ads. <laughs> no, I. Wait, there's no censorship.
0: There's no censorship. We got to get that. We got to get that rape porn show. Every uh, product started. porn uh, yeah. and the product.
2: That's all, like, it, all it is. all of a sudden, as soon as they get rid of censorship laws, like all the news anchors are like, "No more censorship." Well, the hell
0: with my shirt. <laughs> and, <laughs> fucking glad to take that off.
2: Um, All right. if
1: you want to find out more about our show you can visit our website at gbbpodcast.com There you can subscribe through iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcatcher. We have an RSS uh, XML file that you can just link to. Um, You can also like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter there. If you have an opinion on censorship or on propaganda or whatever, um, you can email us at goodbadbs at gmail.com and uh, we'd be happy to read your uh, email to us on the show and, uh, you know, answer it. We love getting your messages. So, Crofton, if us just want to learn more about you, find out what's going on in the world of Crofton. Where can they find you? They can follow
0: me at – on Twitter. I think you just got censored there. W- what? What? No, I said they can follow me at – on Twitter.
1: And, uh, Mike, if people want to find you, where can they find – you know, where can they find you? Uh,
2: they can find me – uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't even find my own thoughts today. Okay,
1: you guys have both been censored in different various ways. They've
0: gotten right uh, into Mike's brain.
1: You want to find out more about what I'm up to? You can follow me at Bo Schwartz on the Twitter. All right, guys. Uh, see you on the next one. See you guys.